You are on the Wellness Walk. I'm your host, Delisa Richardson, and my goal is to empower you to step into your greatness by knocking down the mental, emotional, physical, and spiritual barriers that are holding you back. We're breaking chains and taking names on the path to healing on the Wellness Walk. Hey, thanks so much for tuning in to episode two of the Wellness Walk. Today we are talking about all things self-care. I'm going to talk about how you can develop a self-care regimen. I'm going to give you some tips on how you might go about doing that, some questions to ask yourself so that you can develop the best self-care regimen for you. And I'm also going to touch on something that I've seen on social media that could be damaging to your self-care regimen. So self-care by its very definition should be something that's very individualized to each person. But it's really funny in the age of social media that something that is meant to bring you wellness or help you can sometimes result in the opposite. And that is where some envy and some comparison can come in with the hashtag self-care. And you see what everyone else is doing that is self-care for them. And sometimes you might look and think, oh, I must be doing it wrong. Or look, their self-care is way better than mine. It's more extravagant than mine. And then you've just added another stressor to something that should be a form of wellness for you. So say someone has decided that for them, self-care is going to a resort in, you know, Cozumel or somewhere. So you see on Facebook, they're posting all these great pictures or have their feet on the beach and they're all relaxed and they have this cool post, you know, and the hashtag self-care. And you're sitting at home maybe in a financial situation where that's not something that is possible for you right now. And you just think, oh, I wish I could do that. The envy starts to set in. The comparison starts to set in. Because now you feel like you're not doing self-care right or you're not doing self-care as good as, you know, Candy Cozumel on the beach. Look, self-care is something that is individualized to you, something that makes you feel better. So it could be taking a bubble bath. It could be reading a book. It could be going out and eating a Reese's pumpkin. Okay, for me, some days, that is some self-care because I love Reese's pumpkins. Okay, there are the bomb to me. Um, Or for real, the real bomb. And this is something that you may not know. If you have an Aldi near you, you need to grab the Aldi peanut butter cups. Okay, because those things are for real better than Reese's. Some days, hey, I'll just get that and a glass of wine. And that is my self-care. There's some different trains of thought on self-care. We have one camp that believes that self-care is something that you can do for yourself as a way to make you feel better. And then there's another camp that says true self-care is changing your life to the point where you don't have to do something to get away from like a crappy life or get away from something that makes you feel bad. So it's really interesting. 
for the integrative wellness and life coach in me. Of course, I'm going to gravitate toward something that addresses the four aspects of wellness, which is emotional, physical, mental, and spiritual. What does that look like? Well, I took a look at a post that I found from Jess Sharp, and she's on Instagram, and she had a very interesting post about self-care. And she listed some things under the emotional, under the mental, and under the physical that you could do. Something, you know, under the emotional. Go call a friend. If you have a therapist and you're having a hard time, you need to see your therapist. Go see your therapist. Uh, Make a list of things you're grateful for. Have a gratitude journal. Uh, Under physical, go for a walk. Get some water. Do some dancing to your favorite song. You know, go swimming. Do something that gets your body moving if that makes you feel good. Under mental, you know, watch one of your favorite movies. You can draw or write or paint or do something creative or, you know, just tidy up your living space because we know that clutter has a lot to do with with stress. You know, you can get really stressed when you live in a cluttered environment. So it can be really good mental self-care for you just to clean up your area. I would also like to add some spiritual components that are not listed in this post. So meditation or prayer is something that you can do for your spiritual self-care. Some even being in nature is a form of spiritual self-care for some folks. And for some folks, their yoga practice is a form of spiritual self-care. Now, there's a completely different camp when it comes to self-care. And I read this article by Brianna Wiest, and I think that it's actually brilliant when you think about it from a deeper level on what self-care is. And she actually had a awesome quote, in my opinion. And she said that self-care is not about bath salts and chocolate cake. It's making the choice to build a life you don't need to regularly escape from. And that's a very good point. And I totally get that. And she goes on to say, and often that means doing the things that you least want to do. So sometimes you might be in a situation in your life where you know things aren't going well. You might be in a bad job. You might be in a bad relationship. You may know that there are some things health-wise that you've been ignoring that you need to tend to. So on that level, going deeper in and doing that self-care work is what's going to bring balance to your life. So I fall in the middle here. I think that you can do both. There's room for the smaller acts of self-care because, hey, you may have a life that you love and maybe sometimes it happens to the best of us. We just get exhausted. Sometimes we run until we're on empty and that could be even doing things that we love and doing things that we can enjoy. We can run ourselves ragged run our gas tank to E. So making that hot bath and throwing in some lavender bath salts or throwing in a bath bomb and just for those 20 or 30 minutes or so, maybe get you a glass of red wine if that's your thing, that can be self-care for you. I really feel like it's very individualized and we want to be really careful when we're kind of trying to tell someone what is or isn't fulfilling for their soul. 
And I mean that with greatest respect for the author of this article because she does have some very right on points, especially if you are someone that is prone to procrastination and afraid to change what you know is no longer working for you. So if you're unsure about the whole self-care thing and you really want to try to narrow down what self-care looks like for you, here are a few questions to ask yourself. What do I enjoy doing? You know, what's something that you really like? Write those things down. Where am I lacking peace? This is what's something that's going on in your life that is upsetting your peace. You know, something that's just not sitting right in your soul. Is it maybe not getting enough sleep? Not eating in a way that makes your body feel good? Emotionally, is there something going on? Are you anxious? Do you have anxiety? Physically, is your body really tight? Are your shoulders tight? Is your neck tight? Are you having digestion issues? Financially, do you know there's some things financially out of whack that maybe you've been ignoring that you need to tend to? Spiritually, have you been ignoring your spiritual life? Next is, what are the things that you do not enjoy? And this could be something like, I don't enjoy going to see gory movies. I don't enjoy cutting the grass. Or this could also be something that you need to go deeper into that can show you something that is stressing you out, something that you might be procrastinating on that you need to get to. What if you say, I don't enjoy my job? Okay, the next step for self-care for you may be updating that resume. If it's, I don't like paying bills because I'm in debt and there's a stack of them over there and I just throw them over there because I don't want to be reminded of them, then maybe it's time to pull them out, take a deep breath and open them up one at a time and construct a plan and If you need help, then you find the resources and they're out there that can help you with a financial plan. Maybe you don't enjoy how your relationship is going at the moment. When you write that down, what does that look like? See, these are the things that you're going to have to do that you may not like, but they are self-care because the result of getting these things squared away is going to be you living a more balanced life and whole life. And finally, what have you been putting off? It kind of goes into the one before, but is there something that you've been putting off doing? Write it down and then go deep and ask why. Why have I been putting this off? You know, what is the block here for me? What am I what am I avoiding by not doing this? What is the fear that's coming up? What's the anxiety that's coming up? This is self-care as you work through to find the answers that you need to break that block and move forward. Recognizing and working through these blocks is something that is so important because if your gas tank is empty, you cannot possibly help anyone else. You can't possibly 
do what you were put on this earth to do. I told you, I believe everybody has unique gifts and talents and skills that they're to put out into the world. And when you have an empty tank, you can't do that. So yes, practice self-care. Practice it in any way that you can. Go over that list and really do the work to think about what you need to be focusing on. When you're looking into your self-care, I want you to explore the mental, the emotional, the physical, and the spiritual because I believe all four have to be in balance for you to experience total wellness. Everything has to be on that same lever. You can't have one way high and one way low and lean in. It's not going to work. You have to be in complete balance. I want you to let me know some of the things that bring you self-care. If it is jetting off somewhere on the beach, okay, cool. I want to know. Let me know what that does for you. Let me know how that soothes your soul. I'm all down for it. If it is going to Walgreens and picking up that two for one on the Reese's pumpkins, hey girl, let me know about that too. And let me know when the sale ends because I want to get in there and get me one. If it is sitting down, reading a book with the door closed, with your noise canceling headphones on, let me know that too. You know, you got the kids running around, you're like, "Mm -mm, nope, closing the door, putting on some beats and reading my favorite book. If it's that bathtub, that's one of my favorites. Let me know that. I just want you to really be gentle with yourself. Really be kind to yourself. Do not get in that comparison trap. It's so easy. I kind of have a love-hate relationship with social media lately. There have been more times than not that I've thought about maybe taking a break. There's so many reports that show that the more time someone spends on social media, the more anxious they are and the more negative they feel about themselves. And that is all that comparison that goes on. And you know, someone is just showing you their highlight reel on social media. It's not the real world. So be kind to yourself, especially with something so important as self-care. Now that we've got hashtag self-care all over social media, do not let that become something that causes you to stumble because it's so important that you are at your best so that you can give that gift that you have that someone needs. And you may think, you know, Delisa, I don't know what gifts I have. I don't think I have any gifts. That's a lie. You do. It just may take you some time to realize what those gifts are. And that is where doing this writing exercise is going to be so helpful for you because it's going to put you on the path, as I like to say. And if you didn't get a chance to hear episode one, where I gave homework about writing down your thought life, some of the negative thoughts, that is another way to find a revelation about what is going on and how you can get on the path. See, we're, we're just walking here. We're walking towards wellness. We are not running because I don't run my knees, y'all. I don't run. <laughs> we, we're doing a walkathon. Life is a walkathon, not a sprint. That's what I'm going to say. So just getting on the path 
is the first step. And once we get on the path, then we're just going to keep on walking and we're going to keep on walking and we're going to keep on walking. I hope you enjoyed episode two of the wellness walk. Hey, I hope this podcast can be hashtag self care for you. And I just want you guys to know that I'm so thankful for the time that you spend with me. Time is valuable. It's something that you can't get back. And I so, so appreciate you choosing to spend the time listening to this podcast. And I'd love to hear from you. You know, I'm on Instagram. I'm on Twitter. I'm on Facebook at Delisa Richardson Wellness. Send me messages. Send me questions. Send me feedback. I'm open to all of it. This is a new thing for me. I'm so excited to be doing this podcast and I'm really hoping that it can bless you in some way that you will find some aha moment, some nugget of information in these podcasts coming up that will help you move forward. So until next time, everyone, be kind to yourself and just stay on the path. Thanks for listening to The Wellness Walk. I truly appreciate you hanging out with me. Be sure to tune in next week. If you enjoyed today's show, be sure to subscribe so you never miss an episode. Now, I'd love to know what you think and how The Wellness Walk can serve you in the future, so feel free to leave a rating and an honest review. Take care, and until next time, keep your head up and keep walking towards wellness.